I'm Brandon Fortune, Curator of Painting and Sculpture at the National Portrait Gallery. It's May the 8th, 2009, and I'm here with David Lenz from Shorewood, Wisconsin. David's painting, Rare Halo Display, a portrait of Eunice Kennedy Shriver, will be presented to the National Portrait Gallery tomorrow morning and will be on view to the public later that day. We're here to talk about David before he goes back to Wisconsin, about his journey in making this absolutely amazing large-scale painting of Mrs. Shriver and a number of other people who are important to her. David, my first question is, who are the other people in the painting? Can you tell us? Sure, absolutely. Um, it's a collection of uh, athletes who have uh, participated in Special Olympics, many of which are continuing to this day. And, um, and in, in addition, one of the athletes is also very involved in Best Buddies, which is another uh, program that Mrs. Shriver has been very uh, active in over the years. So they're people that um, Mrs. Shriver's work has touched in a very profound way and, um, and really had uh, a tremendous impact on their lives. Mrs. Shriver knows um, uh, three of them personally, um, <clears throat> well, perhaps four, um, and uh, she will meet the fifth person uh, tomorrow. Um, so the, f the five people in the painting are uh, from left to right, from youngest to oldest, actually, incidentally. It's Erica Straka. She's from Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin, and she's kind of the Wisconsin connection for me and the youngest one, so she has not met Mrs. Shriver before. Uh, and then next is uh, in the red is Katie Mead. She's from uh, Des Moines, Iowa, and she is uh, has been very active in Special Olympics, but also is now very involved with Best Buddies, and she knows Mrs. Shriver. And then there's Andy Leonard. Uh, he is a power lifter and is a, a longtime Special Olympic athlete and, and, and knows Mrs. Shriver. And then uh, Loretta Claiborne from York, Pennsylvania. And Loretta is uh, perhaps if there was a superstar of Special Olympics. She's been competing since the early 1970s and um, has done tremendous things and has gone around the world speaking on behalf of Special Olympics and is one of their uh, tremendous spokespersons for, for the movement. And then finally on the far right is uh, Marty Sheets. And Marty is uh, has perhaps the longest Special Olympic uh, career of anybody. Uh, he goes all the way back to the first National Games in 1968 uh, in Chicago and has been competing ever since and competes still to this day uh, in powerlifting and I, I'm not sure what other uh, sports, but uh, several others. Um, so it's a wonderful collection of athletes that really truly tell the story of all that Mrs. Shriver has accomplished over the years. David, I know from our earlier conversations that you uh, made multiple reference photographs of Mrs. Shriver and all of the Special Olympians in the painting, and that although you don't paint directly from photographs, that you use them in your work. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, yes, I, I take extensive reference photographs, and I also do some uh, a preliminary, a whole series of preliminary paintings to work all the various different uh, elements out before I start on the final painting. Um, so I actually uh, <clears throat> went to Washington, D.C., and 
um, and uh, Marty, Loretta, and Andy traveled and met me there. When we we spent three days in Washington, and then we met with Mrs. Shriver, and I photographed uh, Andy, uh, Loretta, and Marty together on several different occasions. Uh, and I had ideas about how I should photograph them. So the painting was uh, more or less worked out in my mind at that point. And then, so I knew how to photograph them, where, where to position the light, where how they should be moving in the painting and that sort of thing. And then we went and met with Mrs. Shriver. And uh, so then she was among the group there, and I photographed all of them together, focusing mostly on Mrs. Shriver when I met with her. Um, so... Um, I'm not sure how many altogether, but and then and then I traveled uh, how many photographs altogether, um, and then I traveled individually to uh, to meet with Katie and and um, Erica and photograph them basically in the front yards of their home, and and then they all kind of magically came together in the painting. So you mentioned photographing of your subjects in their front yards or in an exterior settings, uh, maybe here in Washington and elsewhere in the country, but the setting for the painting is a beach. Can you tell us about that? Sure. Um, yeah, the, uh, Cape Cod has been a very big part of Mrs. Shriver's life. Um, she has a summer home there in which she spends a lot of time, and it's meant a great deal to her and to her family. So it really was uh, an appropriate background because it has meant so much to her over the years. And um, so I, I wanted the, the background to be Cape Cod, and it also provided an opportunity for me to, to incorporate some, um, some me- metaphors that would speak to Mrs. Shriver's life and le- legacy. So, um, so I traveled to Cape Cod and got permission to to kind of walk around the grounds of her home and photograph everything. But then it became really uh, clear to me almost immediately that the actual her actual uh, home and grounds around her home would not be an appropriate place to, uh, to locate the painting, so to speak. Um, so I decided on a public beach just down the, the coast and then did a whole series of photographs and then also on-location paintings of that beach scene that uh, that I eventually used as the basis for the final painting. I am absolutely fascinated with the, the solar display that you've created in the painting. I mean, I understand that part of, of your title for the painting is rare halo display, but can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. This is one of the things that, um, that I love to do is to take... Um, visual elements that, that have some kind of connection to the person that's being portrayed. Um, and I, I feel like Mrs. Shriver's work has, has done so much to so many people. Um, and it's truly been um, uh, really a civil rights movement. Um, and if you go back uh, uh, just four or five decades ago, people with intellectual disabilities were um, routinely neglected. They were abused. They were warehoused in institutions, sometimes in deplorable conditions. So the, the basic arrangement of the painting is she is leading um, this group of athletes out of the darkness of the past and into the light of um, acceptance and understanding and community. Um, 
And so I wanted to really drive this so that they're actually walking from the dark right-hand side of the painting into the bright light of the sunshine on the, on the left-hand side. But I really wanted to draw attention to the sun. And I wanted it to be very apparent to anybody who views the painting that this something really special is going on here. So I chose a, a very unique phenomenon that happens, optical phenomenon that happens in the sky when uh, little uh, ice crystals form and are kind of suspended in the air. And if they're the right shape and everything, can, everything kind of aligns just right, then the sunlight will reflect, uh, refract and reflect off the crystals of the, of, the, um, of the ice crystals in the sky. And they make these beautiful uh, uh, formations, um, a halo, which is the round circle around the sun. And then there's a, a pillar of light coming up. It's a sun pillar. Uh, there's kind of two bright spots on the other side. Those are commonly referred to as sun dogs. So all these things combine to make this incredible um, display in the sky. And what's interesting about it is the halos are actually relatively common, but most people have never seen one because you don't often look at the sun because it's, it's so bright. And, and so they're up there kind of hanging above everybody and nobody's really aware of it. And all those things, I think, have uh, <clears throat> kind of a metaphorical connection to Mrs. Shriver's work. Um, her work is so far-reaching and so uh, profound that it's kind of like a beautiful uh, circle of light in the sky for everyone to see. Thank you, David. I think that's uh, a wonderful explanation of a painting that can probably never fully be explained in words. We all have to simply see it for ourselves. One of the things that you told me last week that I thought was so interesting was that um, during the, the course of designing the composition for the painting, when you were contemplating Erica's very dramatic gesture um, and, and wondering if that was exactly what you wanted for the painting, you also, at, at somewhat the same time, took a second look at the Special Olympics awards medal that all Olympians receive. And of course, your son Sam is an active participant in Special Olympics, so you know this, this medal well. And you realize that there was something in the graphic design of that medal that connected with the painting. Could you tell us about that? Sure. That, yeah, that was a really, that was a uh, really kind of a very important moment for me because I was feeling very unsure. I wanted, I wanted, uh, you know, this 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 beautiful display in the sky, um, but then I also wanted to again just draw as much attention to it as possible. So I had, I was thinking about having Erica hold her arms up, and kind of almost like embracing the the light and almost completing if her arms if you continue the circle around, her arms almost complete the circle sort of on earth. Um, and so, but this is a very grand gesture and, 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 and a bit out of the ordinary for me in my work. I usually don't think, do things with that grand of a gesture. And so I was feeling a little bit unsure about it. And I went to Sam's, uh, one of his bowling competitions and he, he won a bronze medal. And I was just looking at the medal and I was like, oh my goodness, this is the same design as my painting because it shows uh, athletes with their arms raised up. You know, it's a very um, graphic, simple um, uh, design on the, on the metal. But then if you use the outside of the metal as kind of the circle, the halo, 
it's very, very similar in design to my painting. And I just thought, well, that's that's it. It's going to happen. It's just, it, it completely reassured me and put the whole issue to bed for me. And then I just went on. That was what I was, what I was going to be doing. You'll see Mrs. Shriver again tomorrow at the presentation of the painting. Uh, what will you say to her? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, I, I'm going to thank her for allowing me to, to paint her portrait. Um, and um, and I'll perhaps uh, tell her again how much uh, the whole movement means to me and how much it means to Sam. Um, the Sam plans on thanking her for starting Special Olympics. He's already told me that he's going to thank her personally. And um, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to contemplate that. That's a good question. What else to say? Thank you so much for speaking with us. Uh, I want to say that I... I feel certain that making this painting has been a labor of love for you. I know that it takes you many, many, many months to create a painting. And so we at the National Portrait Gallery also thank you. I thank you here in this interview, but we'll be thanking you for years to come for this beautiful, beautiful contribution to our collection. Thanks. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs>